This is the Open Forum Podcast. Welcome to episode 15 of the Open Forum Podcast. My name is Mike Miller, joined by my co-host, Mike Martinez, to bring you the news, helpful insight, and more from the world of physical education. What's up, Mike? Dude, how are you? Happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. Happy <laughs> school year. I feel like I haven't seen you or talked to you in, I know. in quite some time. How, how are things? Well, you've been busy. I have been busy. You went to Vermont without me. I did do that. I uh, went to Arkansas. Sad about it. You went to Arkansas. Without you. Without me. Sad about it? Well, I wasn't supposed to go to Arkansas. True. I was supposed to go to Vermont. Very, very true. But um, Good times were had by all, except yeah. for you, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, I'm, I'm glad to be back. It's been a crazy, crazy few weeks. That time of the school yeah. year when you have celebrations and holidays and breaks and, and random days off. I'm very thankful for these last four days to kind of rest and recharge and refuel the batteries. Probably the thing that I'm most thankful for is today's guest. Folks, we are joined today by the second finest Mike to come out of North Carolina. Uh, shout out to my Tar Heel fans over there. Nice. Mike Morris, why don't you introduce yourselves and tell tell the world a little bit about yourself. What's up, guys? Um, my name is Mike Morris. Um, I teach kindergarten through fifth grade physical education in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina at Baskerville Elementary and Red Oak Elementary School, which is a K-2, and Baskerville is a three, um, a kindergarten through fifth grade. Oh, wow. So I, I, I didn't realize you were split schools like that. Yeah, I'm split. Two days at Red Oak Elementary, which is a K-2 on the opposite side of the county, <laughs> <laughs> which is right in the middle of the city. So it's pretty interesting. I'm sure. Now, I, I know as people are listening, they're probably thinking that the voice might not sound familiar. The name definitely sounds familiar. There, there are a few things in life like, uh, I don't know, like 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 peanut butter and jelly <laughs> or like uh, like macaroni and cheese that were just made for each other. Folks, Twitter and Mike Morris are two things that were absolutely yes. made for each other. If you're one of the, I don't know, 7 billion people who have been trying the, the cone hole activity that, that is sweeping the nation, you have this man to thank for it. I say let's start things off right there. Mike, where did the idea for cone hole come from well, we were working on underhand tossing and we were originally just tossing to hula hoops and then if you made it in the opposite team's hula hoop you run and take a point from that bucket so i had a cone in the hoop to stop it from sliding ah. one <laughs> brilliant first grader kicked the cone over and says watch this coach and throws the beanbag directly into the cone and I looked at him and I said, you genius. <laughs> <laughs> so then I started playing with it. I went to the side and I was like, let me see how hard this really is. So that's when cone hole just came into my mind. And it, isn't and that always the case where the, I mean, the whole nation is thinking that, that, that there's this, this phys ed, you know, mastermind, this creative genius, but lo and behold, you've got like your, you've got like your equipment closet open and you're trying to like, Oh, you know, I need a really good way to teach underhand throwing. Let me throw a couple things together. Oh no, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. This doesn't work. Nope. Nope. Just a, <laughs> nope. a six year old serendipity, <laughs> a six year old came along <laughs> and, and discovered this. Uh, it, it's absolutely brilliant. And as I'm sure you've noticed every single person who has come across it has had to at least try it once. What, what does it feel like for you as a teacher? to know that you shared something somewhat simple, somewhat innocuous, and has such a huge positive reaction all over social media. It really makes me happy, to be <laughs> honest. It's just, when I'm 
when I was posting the cone, when I thought about posting the cone hole video, I was at dinner with my mom and I told her like, because you don't never know like what's gonna, what's gonna be really good and what's gonna be. So you just try to, I just try to share it and see if somebody else can get the same outcome for their students as I can. But when I was posting this, I I told her I said I I think this is gonna be really good. It's simple, but they just the kids loved it. Absolutely, and it it just goes to show what a reach uh, social media, Twitter can have. Where you know one person in the uh, on the East Coast posts one activity, and before you know it, people literally all over the country are doing it. They're doing it with elementary school kids, with middle school kids, and again, whatever your teaching objective is, you can still achieve it with, with the same exact activity. So it, it's been crazy for me to see people who even aren't as active on Twitter still have somehow come across this. Maybe a family member saw it and forwarded it to them or whatever the case may be. And to know it all comes back to you you and a six-year-old, right. <laughs> you, you and a first grade. It's a pretty wild concept. I think that was the first idea that I posted in a, in a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. So... When I posted in there and it was just like everybody was commenting and my mention, I mean, my uh, notifications were just doom, doom, doom. Where have I been? Why haven't I been in Facebook groups? Like, oh, sure. I, I can imagine that your your phone must have been blowing up with all the mentions and the, the ats every yeah. time someone shared their their version of it, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm scrolling through a Twitter feed right now and all I did was search Conehole. And I went to the video tab, and there is literally cornhole being played in like every corner of the United States at every grade level, and everyone's putting it on Twitter. Like, is... somebody tagged me. It was played in Argentina. No, it's awesome. Kidding. Yeah, and and I think ninety percent, if not all of them, have you tagged in it, which is great. Yeah. And now I... sometimes that doesn't always happen. Yeah. I don't want to take away from. The brilliance of of cornhole, which obviously, for those of you, if you're one of the few people in the world who has not heard of it yet, it's very similar to, to cornhole, but using hula hoops and cones that are paying you know eighty bucks for for the the boards and all that. But this is not your first or your only ridiculously creative and successful activity that you shared on social media. All of your dice games are a huge hit with you know w- with the masses. Yeah, where where do you get these ideas from? Do you have a, a big like I'm, I'm picturing like a Lord of the Rings style book <laughs> in a closet somewhere that has all these activities, or like, like what, what's your process in coming up with these activities? Most of the time, they branch from something else that I've seen and tweaked. So I think with the dice, dice bunk, mm-hmm. that came from a game I was, I was looking through a catalog, and um, it was a game called Disc Bunk or something, mm-hmm. and they had a PVC pipe pole with a ball on top, and if you throw the disc and knock the ball off the pole, if you catch it, if the other team catches it, they get points, but if they don't, you get points. Sure. So one day I was just messing around, and it was like, let me stick this dice up here. <laughs> and I was throwing at the dice, and I was like, that might be good. And that's actually an idea that I just, I thought about it, and I tried it out by myself, like after school one day, just mm-hmm. messing around with equipment. And I just sat on it. And then one day I was just like, well, let me try it this way. And I posted the video and was like, the kid, first off, the kids loved it because I don't post it unless they like it. So after I posted it, it was just like, wow. And I was like, 
And I'm sure yeah. I'm sure you've seen a similar response to to Dice Bonk where people are doing it as a striking activity, as a throwing activity, uh, mm -hmm. using overhand, underhand, using frisbees, and then I feel like that creative process then leads to well, what else can I do with a you know with dice to add a similar math con you know math addition yep. to my game. And what I see is that people are like when I post something good, people will find a different way to to play it. So and, I feel and, like, like, and then it just evolves, right? right. And which goes back to the the beauty of using Twitter as a professional development tool. I'm sure I've had the, the, the pleasure of, of hanging out with Mike on a couple of occasions at PE Institute down in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Folks, if you think he's a good teacher, he's an even better human being to hang out with, especially over a few uh, few adult sodas. <clears throat> but somebody as, as humble as yourself, I feel like, you, you know, I feel like we're similar in that you share the activity, but then love to see where other people can take it. You yeah. know, it's like, here's a great idea for teachers to use with their kids. Run with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, take it and make it better, or just take it and share it. You know, mm -hmm. how, however you want to to use it. Well, it, I think at the end of the day, it's all about the kids. So, mm -hmm. if there's something that I can share that worked well for my kids, I think there's somebody else out there in the world who can use it, and it'll make their job easier and make um, increase learning for their students. And on the flip side, of that I'm the type of person who maybe lacks creativity sometimes. So if I can wait for you to come up with something awesome, I can go ahead and take it yep. <laughs> and then use it for my students. And it works out very, very well. Scavenger. Hey, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Um, it's like my best teaching tool. Absolutely. Now, if we can backtrack this just a little bit, though, I'm sure you mentioned with Conehole that there was a little trepidation. You know, do, do I share this? You know, is, is this good enough to put out there? How did you first? I, I feel like you're one of the when, when, for, for me anyway, one of the heavy heavy hitters in terms of if he shares something, I want to see what it is. How did you mm -hmm. first get started with using Twitter or social media for professional development reasons? Well, my first year teacher, um, my mom, she used to do um, technology work. So she works with technology and trying to get teachers to use technology. So she was like begging me, like, you need to get on Twitter. Cause I was like, I need help. My first year <laughs> teacher, I needed help. I needed resources. I mean, I had like a spark curriculum and the internet, but like that wasn't, it wasn't working. Right. I was like, I need help. And she, um, actually she encouraged me to jo uh, join Twitter. So I joined it. And at first I was like, I don't know how to use this. It's not working for me right away. So she connected me with another educator, um, William Bodie. Okay. And he kind of told me people to follow and kind of stuff to do. And then I started going to, conferences and finding other people to follow mm -hmm. so i guess that kind of led me to like sharing things that i was doing and it eventually led to me creating my own games mm -hmm. and sharing it so uh, she tells a story all the time she calls it a twitter story <laughs> <laughs> well get people to join twitter maybe our maybe our next episode we get mom on, on, on the yeah. show and we, we thank her for the brilliance that is, is gracing the social media airwaves. There. Well, well, I mean, Twitter's a rabbit hole, right? So you can go as surface or as deep as you want, you know, mm, sure. and that all opens up once you start creating content mm -hmm. for that. So you can read and read and read and you can click hashtags and you can search and you can follow people. But then there, it's a whole nother world when you actually start producing content 
on that platform and then it, it just opens up a lot is that because then it's a conversation sure and speaking of that uh mike you mentioned conferences and this is the conversation that i feel like i have we have with people all the time there's a a hurdle or a, a leap that needs to be made like at conferences when you go from attending every year attending every year to when you finally decide you know what i'm going to present something this year and i feel like social media is very similar where you know i'm on there 10 minutes a day and i'm scrolling 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 and finally like you know what i'm going to post something on here today and maybe yeah. one person likes it maybe 10 people like it maybe i'm mike morris and you know an entire continent falls in love with it <laughs> um what what was that process like for you from going from all right, mom, mom told me to do this. So I'm going to go on once a day and look at it to, okay, I'm actually going to publish something today. It was a slow process. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I didn't believe her, but she, she tells me all the time. I told you (laughs) it kind of went from, okay. I don't think it was a leap as far as posting because that's kind of like, okay, you're behind a screen. Mm -hmm. I think the leap came from deciding when, okay, I think I'm going to present this year because, um, I don't know, I kind of feel like you don't want to go there and do something that people already know. Mm-hmm. You want to mm-hmm. kind of bring new ideas there. Right. And then right. you wanted to have enough ideas for, let's say, a 45-minute session. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was kind of like, uh, I'm not going to come this year. I'm not going to try it this year. I'm going to go this year. And then the first year that I started presenting, it was like, okay, I got enough stuff. Let me do three sessions. <laughs> <laughs> And after that, I was like, okay, I'm not doing that again. Just going to stick to one. So so instead of sticking your toe in the water, you decided to jump off the cliff instead. And just see how that Cat worked and out. ball. And was like crashing at the end of the, in the, end of the day. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it seems like it was like it was a slow process. So I started out posting activities that I saw from a conference, tagging other people. Mm-hmm. And then it evolved to this is what I did. This is what I tried out maybe somebody else can use it and have success with it. Sure. And I feel like you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier when you were talking about, you know, how everything goes back to the kids. I've talked with a few quote unquote, you know, Twitter, you know, big big names on Twitter, because I, I always feel like there's a delicate balance between, okay, I've posted like six things today. Maybe I should calm down a little bit. Like people are going to get tired of hearing from me versus, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I had these ideas I think are great. I want to share as many as I can when you like, what's your feeling, your thought process with sharing ideas? Do you, do you ever think that you're doing too much or not doing enough? Like, I, I guess to make it a little bit more succinct, why do you share so much of your work on Twitter? Um, because I remember when I was in my first year struggling to find creative things to keep students engaged. So I guess I post because there could be somebody out there who was just like me struggling to keep their students engaged, struggling, just trying to make it through the day and they need something that's going to help them. And like, they don't have to dig through a book to try to find or read through a bunch of things. It's right there at your hands. All you gotta do is click the video and read what 200 characters. Right. So, I mean, I'm a visual person. I have to see it. And if you, if you see it, you can say, ah, I like it, and it's quicker. Sure. I think most of us PE folks are are similar in that nature. Yeah. Sure, we could read it, but it it, it, hits, it, hits, it hits home quicker yeah, if it you is. can see a video, see well, a picture. Especially with an activity. 
the, uh, a video is so much more descriptive than you know just a list of instructions. And then you know some some things might catch your eye, like you can say, "Oh, I have this equipment," or "This equipment is not." Because I don't know this might be a lot of teachers out there like myself who don't have a budget, mm-hmm. so they might have something in their closet that that's been laying around for years <laughs> that they see somebody else use on Twitter and say, "Ah, oh, I can use that." For so. example, if you wanted to play cornhole with your students, but you didn't have the boards, <laughs> but you do hoops. have hula hoops and cones, <laughs> voila, voila. Now. We've talked quite a bit about Twitter, and I feel like, for obvious reasons, because you're you know you're, you're blowing up on there. Are there any other go-to resources that you go to for ideas for creativity? Yeah, I do go to um. Well, I use a Spark curriculum for my skill development portion. I like how that breaks it down and it's simple for my K twos, anyways. I like Open Phys Ed. I like Open a lot. Um, it's right there. All you got to do is log in. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite modules up there is the um the limited equipment and uh Mike you can help me out with this one the one that has I think it's um fitness knowledge the one that has Uno yep yep the fitness Uno absolutely <clears throat> uh, they love the fitness Uno <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to um, hear that and again and now, similar to Twitter got, also a free resource but for new exciting games I like to go to Twitter definitely. That's probably my favorite. It's one thing that I have told people who aren't on there yet. I don't mm-hmm. know anyone who doesn't spend at least a few minutes a day either scrolling mm-hmm. through Instagram or scrolling through Facebook. If you just shift that focus for the five minutes or so that you're you know, here in New York City, that you're on a bus or a train or you know, when you get to work and you're having your morning coffee, you'd be amazed at the number of ideas and resources and and new games that you can get just in five or ten minutes of scrolling right. through Twitter. It's literally never ending. When I'm trying to get somebody to join Twitter, I always tell them this. There's been times I've been in the parking lot doing morning duty, scrolling through Twitter, and my whole lesson just changed. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, though. It's so true. I think that happened to me last week. <laughs> and I think we were talking off the air about this. It's it's not even just the the video or the activity. There's there's conversations that you get into where you can, you know, hey, guys, I'm struggling with assessing X, Y and Z. What do you folks do? And you'll get a guy from Minnesota, Texas, California, Florida, North Carolina. Boom. In in, in seconds, giving you great ideas and you know having high level professional conversations that you would have to normally wait for a national conference. Tuesday, the Tuesday night chats. Yeah. Uh, the ESP, ESP chat. chat. Yeah great ways to have great conversations with great people. Yep. So if that didn't sell you folks on, <laughs> on being more active on Twitter, I don't know what will. We, we talked a little bit before too about not just Mike Morris's presence on Twitter, but presenting at conferences. Are there any conferences that you have coming up or ones that you've been at recently that you're going to be presenting at? I'm going to be, I'm thinking I'm going to be in Georgia in January. Excellent. At Shared Will. And I'm going to be in Portland, Oregon in February at IPDX. Excellent. Bring it it to the West Coast this year, huh? (laughs) I'll be one of the keynote speakers. Oh, cool. Outstanding. So doing a lightning talk. And I'll be back in North Carolina in March at NC Ties. Love it. 
for those of you folks that have not been to Share the Wealth, uh, I believe it's still on is it Jekyll Island again this year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. A absolutely awesome, awesome, awesome conference, which is going to be even more awesome because Mike Morris is going to be there. Folks, if you're anywhere near the area of these conferences, not only do I encourage you to go, but get to his session early. They're always standing room only. Uh, you know, people out the doors. It, it, it's it's like an actual like PE celebrity walking through the door. Like you, you have to get there a, early. A must make session. You know, be active, be involved because you don't want to miss these activities. And Mr. Morris, if someone wants to check you out on Twitter, how can they reach you on there? I am at Mike Morris PE. So if you're listening, please immediately stop what you're doing. Press pause on this episode. Go on to Twitter. Make that your first follow if you're new to it. Add him if you haven't done it yet. It's it, it's nonstop. It's it, it's awesome. The ideas are are great. They're fun. He, he's mentioned his kids love them. My kids love them. It doesn't matter the age group. You're going to get some quality stuff from from Mike Morris. And www.mikemorrispe.com for a lot of cool games and activities, <laughs> resources, classroom teacher resources, and that's it. Love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you for popping on with us this morning and sharing a little bit behind who is Mike Morris and and the magic that you pump out on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis, buddy. It was a blast talking to you today. No problem. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Uh, folks, that wraps up our episode for today. If you would like to hear more about Mike Morris or ask us any questions or comments about the show, you're always free to reach out to us. Uh, you can email us at openforumpod at gmail.com, or you can always tweet the show directly at openphyzed. If you have questions or comments for Mike and I specifically, you can reach us out to us personally. I'm at phyzedfreak. And I'm at coachmillerpe. We've been getting lots and lots of, of recent questions and comments, especially yeah. during conference season, that we're excited to kind of put into a fun little project coming up soon. So stay tuned for that. We love interacting with phys ed teachers all around the country as we continue to try to make this show a truly open forum. That's it for now. Stay active, everyone. This podcast and all of the great services provided by Open are made possible through the support of U.S. Games and BSN Sports. Every time you purchase physical education and athletic equipment through U.S. Games and BSN Sports, you are supporting a network of teachers helping teachers. Open is a public service organization. Learn more at openphyzed.org.